You are listening to the Hope Church Sermon Podcast. At Hope, our mission is to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Now, join us as we listen in on a sermon from last Sunday. It is our hope that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. Hey, well, good morning. Welcome to week three of This Is Not The End. We are glad that you guys are here today. I believe that God's got a specific word for you and I today. I had the privilege today of standing out in the parking lot and watching you guys come in today. And um, I don't get to do that a lot, but that was so fun. You ought to try that one Sunday. And uh, one of the highlights of doing that today is there's families that come in two cars together. <laughs> like they're literally, it's like a car, it's like a carpool, which I'm totally down with. People are bringing their friends, but there's two carpool. And there's another thing that I've noticed. Um, this is just a random thought that I had today is that this, is that I, when I grew up, guys, men in here today, the men always drove the ladies. <laughs> it's different today. What? <laughs> she said, that's right. They don't know how to drive. That's why we up in there, you know, like. I see women driving the husbands today. Like, I just, that's, a, that's like new school. Like, that's so new school. I'm not willing to try it. I don't have, or, or maybe you guys have the patience that I don't have. I, I couldn't be, sitting in the passenger seat would kill me. Some of you guys are, I can understand if you're an officer, you're like, listen, I drive all day long. I, I get that. I, if that's your excuse, great. If it's not your excuse, we need to talk after church. Um, but I totally get that. But that was a thing that I saw today, and um, I just thought that was worth mentioning today. And um, I, I just, I love this church. Um, I, I woke up this morning thinking, man, I can't wait to see, I can't wait to see you guys. And um, I got to be on the parking lot uh, talking to uh, one of my friends, and we were just talking about church and, and Jesus and what all God's doing in the life of our church. And um, I, just, I just believe the best for you guys, for all of you in here today. And I hope that um, you guys know that, Diane and I, we, we, we pray big prayers for you guys, and we believe great things for you guys. And we're expecting God to do incredible things um, in your life, in your marriages, your finances, your health um, this year. We've been in a series called This Is Not The End. This Is Not The End. In week one, we learned that it's not the end for you and me. Because the tomb is empty, it's not the end for you. And it's not the end. It's not the end for me. It's not the end for you. And it's not the end for me. The tomb tomb was rolled away. And Jesus was walking and ruling and reigning in this earth. He went back up into heaven. And he sits at the throne, and he's ruling and reigning uh, this earth. I'm so thankful that it's not the end. Whatever you've been through in here today, I want to let you know, it, that wasn't the end. Whatever baggage you came in with today, if you're visiting for the first time, like, yo, my baggage is deep. Like, I got, like, three suitcases. Uh, we had one of those really classy events at our, in our neighborhood yesterday. It's called a garage sale. It's uh, the classiest event that happens throughout the, throughout the year in our neighborhood. And, um, and my neighbor was selling luggage. It, it's funny. I, I think only in America do we sell our trash to other people, and they buy it. I don't know which is worse. Um, I, I told my mother-in-law, I was like, well, I went to here for the, the, the soccer game. And I was like, I think we're going to make like $15 a day. It's going to be awesome. And um, she said, well, the good news is that you get to take all your stuff, whatever you don't sell, and you get to donate it. Um, I, I just believe that sometimes that we get so busy in life that, um, that we think it's over for us sometimes. My neighbor, she was selling luggage. I thought, man, we might need to, we might need to go and buy that luggage. Like, it's okay to buy. I don't like buying used stuff. I think buying luggage is okay to buy used because you're going to beat it up anyways. But it's not the end. It's not the end. Whatever you came in here with, whatever is that thing that you've never told anybody about or whatever that you may be embarrassed about, I want to let you know it's not the end for you and it's not the end for me. And then last week we learned this, that God's called us to be different. God has called you and I to be different. He's called you to be different. He's called me to be different. Our lives should look different. What we, where we go, what we do, what we say, that should be different. One of the things that we've said a, a, the whole entire time we started this church and 
One of the things that I hope could be said about me for the next 20 years about me as, as we lead this church, as we lead this church, is that we were consistent and that we were faithful. We were consistent and we were faithful. And so one of the things that we've said this whole way through is that God's called us to be different. He wants you and he wants me to be different. Our lives, our lives should look different. Our lives should be, should be different. And I hope that for you after coming here for a while that when, you, when you, you've gotten saved and you've trusted Christ as your Savior, maybe you open this book and the more you read this book, the more that it's, it's changed your life and that your life will begin to look different. Our life should be, it should be different. We should be we should be different. And then today I want to talk to you guys today about the Holy Spirit. I think there are a lot of Christians that are walking around and they're not accessing the greatest, I don't know if it's the greatest, but one of the most important parts of what we call the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and most people are like, that's all I know. Because we know we, we, when, we, when we go to Sunday school, we open up the Bible and we look in Genesis chapter 1, we talk about God that created the heavens and the earth, and, and we look at the book of Genesis and we like, man, God created all these things. Well, then God, if God created all these things, then the Bible says that he sent his son down to earth, down the cross for your sins, down the cross for my sins. And that's Jesus' role in this thing. Well, after that, we don't really, we get to Easter, we're like, that's all we got. Like, we don't even, we hardly ever talk about the Holy Spirit. We don't spend any time talking about the part that is supposed to convict us and to, and to correct us and lead us in the right direction, right path. We, we spend very little time talking about the day. So today I want to give you a, a message today on the on the Holy Spirit that hopefully that will empower you, it will challenge you, and uh, it'll leave you, it'll leave you different. Acts chapter 1 verse 3 is the verse that we've been looking at the whole entire way through this series. It says this, during the 40 days after the crucifixion, 40 days after the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, the Bible says that Jesus appeared to disciples from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he actually was alive. He was actually alive. And so if he doesn't show up and prove that he was alive, then people are like, this isn't real. So he goes and over and over again. Last week we saw he, he rolled up to this couple or this, this, these, these two guys are walking. One's name was Cle Cleopas. And, and he showed himself to Cleopas so they could believe that there was a, they, they could believe God. And they had to show, and he showed them. Then he, we, we, for that, we, we see him go to Mary and Martha. And we see him go to the disciples and Peter. And he goes to all the guys. And, and next week we're going to look at him. He's gonna look, we're going to look at him one more time. He rolls up to Peter. He's like, hey, Peter. Do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? You, you guys remember that story. We're going to talk about that next week. And we see all throughout the scripture, over the 40 days, Jesus shows up over and over and over again. And every time he shows up, the Bible says he talks to them about the kingdom of God. And I want to encourage you today, let's get ready for God to come back down to earth. Let's live our life in such a way where we look different, where we're relying on, on God, and we're getting ready for the second coming of Jesus Christ. He's coming back again. And he's taking people who have... Who, who've trusted Christ as your Savior, who, who, who've given their life to Christ, his sons and daughters. He's taken his sons and daughters to the place that he's prepared for them. And he says, guys, get ready for the kingdom of God. And while we're here, we should be building that kingdom. Verse 4 says this, once he was eating with them, once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the Holy Spirit. Don't leave until you get, until the Father sends you this gift. Or another translation says the word comforter. Don't leave until you get the comforter that God's promised you. As I told you before, guys, do not leave. Like, don't, like, he's in Jerusalem. Mind you, last week he walked all the way to, um, he walked all the way to Damascus. And then he goes, turns around and walks all the way back. And he gets back and he goes, hey, guys, don't forget. Don't leave this place until you get the Holy Spirit. You're going to need the Holy Spirit, this gift, this comforter. The greatest gift that God's ever given us next to salvation was the Holy Spirit. 
Verse 5, he says, John baptized with water, but just a few days from now, you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Like, you're going to have the Holy Spirit all around you in a few days. You're going you're gonna to need it. You're, you're going you're gonna to want this, you're going to want this gift I've given you. Now, it would be silly for you and I today for God to give us a gift and say, God, we don't want that gift. That would be silly, but can I be honest with you today, we kind of operate that way sometimes. We kind of operate, we, 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 we trust Jesus for our eternity, but our day-to-day, we got this. We, we got this. I, I got a plan. God, watch my plan, God. You're going to love my plan, God. God's never going to be amazed by your plan because your plan, honestly, it pales comparison to his plan. And he has a better way of doing things than you and I, than you and I do. He says, I don't really, I'm not really interested in your plan. I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but I've noticed a lot of people that I spend time with, their plans don't work. Usually, and I know that because usually people get to me when their plans don't work. Pastor Wes, I don't know what, you, I don't know what to do, Pastor Wes. I'm like, did you consult the Holy Spirit before you devise your great plan? They're like, no. I'm like, well, there's your problem. I just walk away. I'm like, good luck. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Better than that. I'm like, call Diana. <laughs> I, I, I now know, like, people aren't living their lives the, now that I've been in this thing this long. People are like, just, because I know how long I did life without the Holy Spirit. I, a lot of people do life without the Holy Spirit, and it just doesn't work. And so he says to them, we're not, baptism by water is important, but baptism by Holy Spirit is what you need. Verse 6 says, so when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you, to, for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? I like how they said to restore our kingdom. Like, God's like, I'm sure he's thinking, it ain't your kingdom, bro. <laughs> hey, bruh, it ain't your kingdom. And that's our problem. Like, it, I love the Bible. If you read the Bible close enough, you can see all kinds of things that are, that are, that, that are kind of like, that kind of draw your soul. We walk around like it's our kingdom. Look what I can do. Look at me. Look at my ingenuity. Look at my smartness. Look at my, look at my gifting. It's not your gifting. None of these guys up here today can brag about their gifting. God gifted them. God gifted them with that. Nobody can ever brag about their gifts because God gave those. He's given us spiritual gifts. Holy Spirit given gifts. None of us can brag about that. I can't be like, man, look how great I preached this sermon today. I can't say that because it's God working in me. I can say, man, look at the Holy Spirit did today. When people get, when the hundred plus people have given their life to Christ since we've been here, we can't be like, man, look what we did. We get to heaven. God, you know all the people I saved? God's like, you didn't save anybody, bro. He calls me bro sometimes. I don't know if he calls you, but he's like, bro, you don't, you didn't save anybody. Man, God, look at that. God, look what I did. God, God's like, no, you didn't do anything. I used you. Like you were just, you were just a vessel. The Holy Spirit led you, guided you, directed you. So he says here, hey, God, look, God, is it time for, for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? Verse 7 says, he replied, the, the, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times. And they are not for you to know. There have been men that have written books on the Bible about when the second coming, or that have written books about when the second coming was going to come. And all of them have been wrong to date. Because no man knows the day nor the hour when the second coming of Christ is going to come. He goes, but, but when, when the Spirit comes, when this, when, this, when, this, when this time comes and when the Holy Spirit drops into you. And, and they're expecting something crazy to happen. And the Holy Spirit's like, God's saying, I'm just going to drop the Holy Spirit in your soul. Like, you're, are you going to change all these things? I want to see all these, all these crazy things happen. He's like, no, you're going to have the Holy Spirit's going to come into your life. And then the crazy things can happen. Nothing's going to happen great until the Holy Spirit shows up. He goes, but when, this, when he comes, this gift, this comforter, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. I don't know about you today, but I want the power that comes 
from God in my Bible, I circled the word power. He says, and then when the power comes upon you, then you'll be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. When I read this Bible, I read it like ADHD on, on all over the place. And I'm like, maybe people aren't telling people about the Holy Spirit because, or telling people about Jesus because they're not relying on the power of the Holy Spirit. It's nerve-wracking to share the gospel with somebody. But it works if you have the Holy Spirit leading you and directing you. I wonder if maybe, maybe, this is, maybe there's some implication here that maybe, no one's, maybe people aren't sharing the gospel and, and going out to all the world preach the gospel because they don't know that they have more, they don't know how much power they actually have by the Holy Spirit. Maybe. <clears throat> We've prayed for what seems to be almost 200 days for this heart to show up. And last night, Tyler called me and I said, I don't know what took, I, this, you know me, everything's funny with me. And sometimes it, it can't always be funny, I, I know. <laughs> uh, my buddy Josh got in a car accident the other day, and, and he's fine. And I'm like waiting to crack my jokes. Like I realize there's a time and place for everything. <laughs> like at least you didn't die. You know, like I don't really know what to say. You know, like, like just be, sometimes I'm learning adults in here today. I'm just learning just to be quiet. Some of you are like, you're not learning fast enough. <laughs> Diana's like, I, Diana's, she's crying on the front row. She's like, I'm so proud of him. It's only taken me 16 years to get him to shut up. <laughs> She's like, this message was needed for him, you know. Um, I, I just, we, so I get on the phone, I'm telling him, I'm like, I don't know what took God so long. He's like, I don't know, but I'm glad he showed up, like, when he showed up. And so we've been praying all throughout, 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m., we're going to pray all day long. And I was telling Tyler that, that the power of the Holy Spirit is going to multiply because the power of prayer is going to multiply all throughout the day. And so he says here in this passage of scripture, verse 9, after saying this, I love it. Like, let's, let's, like, let's get right to the point. He says, verse 9, after saying this, he was taken up into the cloud while they were watching. And they could no longer see him. When, when's, it, when's, time, when's the time going to come? He's like, no one knows the day nor the, no, no one knows the day nor the hour. Time. He just starts going up into heaven. Beam me up, Scotty. That dates me a little bit. Some of you guys have know what that means. You'll Google it and you'll figure it out later. You're a young kid in here, if you don't know what that means. I love you. <clears throat> the verse 9 says, he just went up into the clouds. And as they, as, they strained to, as they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among these guys that they're having this, that Jesus is having this conversation with. Like, two, two angels roll up. And they say, that the, and, and the Bible says that they, they, they're there, these two white-robed men suddenly stood up among them, and they said, men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? And they're like, bro, you don't get it. And they're like, no, I do get it. I'm an angel. They're like, we're angels. Jesus has been taken up into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. Now, here's the thing about this story that I, I, I love. I, I, I do love this. And Everyone is just quoting scripture back and forth. There's a word there for you and for me. Like, we ought to be quoting more scripture. We ought to be learning more scripture. We ought to be, we ought to be meditating on more scripture. We ought to be living out more scripture. The Bible says that sweet words are like a honeycomb. We read that today in our, in our Bible version app. And a lot of you guys are reading the verse of the day. Sweet words are like a honeycomb. Kind words are like a, they're like a honeycomb. Positive things are like a honeycomb because it says it, it gives life and it restores broken bones. I don't know about you in here today, but I want to restore broken bones. They're just quoting scripture back and forth. One day, Jesus would come down. He would die on the cross for the sins of the world. 
And he would restore, and, and, and he would tell these men, and he would lead these men, and, and they would begin to follow him, and then they would begin to tell people, and they'd begin to follow him, and they'd begin to tell people, and all throughout history, this story gets perpetuated all throughout history. We find ourselves at the very end of the story, kind of the end of the story, maybe it's the beginning of the story, it's like, it's like the era of the Holy Spirit. The book of Acts, as we go on and read further on, all you see is the Holy Spirit showing up and incredible things happen. The Holy Spirit showing up and incredible things happen. And all I want to suggest to you today is that maybe we're not seeing as many incredible things happen in our lives, our marriages, our friends' lives, because we're doing it without the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to suggest it. Now, if you're, if you're nailing the Holy Spirit game, this message is not for you. But if you're like, man, I just don't, I just, I'm not sure. Maybe it's because you're not operating on the Holy Spirit. One of the guys walked out today. He's like, I gotta, I'm, he walked out to his car. He's like, I gotta, I gotta get y'all some better batteries. <laughs> God, those batteries y'all got in there, those batteries, I got better batteries. I'm like, how are your batteries better? Like, batteries are batteries. But have you ever, isn't it kind of, cur- have you ever wondered how you can buy batteries for like $8 for like two batteries? But... You can go to the dollar store and you can buy four batteries for one dollar. <laughs> so maybe, maybe he's right. <laughs> maybe he's right. And I don't know if any of you in here grew up poor, because I did. Poor is when the batteries die and then you put them in the freezer. I don't know if you've been there before. Come on. If you're clapping your hands, you're like, I can relate with this. This is these these people are my people. <laughs> if you can't relate, you're like, people do that. <laughs> I'm going to a different church. <laughs> We need, we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. So I've got what I think may be the most applicable, but also maybe the most thought-provoking, powerful, ingested three thoughts I could give you on the Holy Spirit today. And they are this. <laughs> They're really simple. Don't go anywhere without the Holy Spirit. He says that to the guys. The words that Jesus used in that passage of scripture are the words that I want to use today. He goes, hey guys, do not leave Jerusalem until you get the Holy Spirit. And I would suggest to you today, I think some of you guys, you're leaving your house without the Holy Spirit. You're going into marriage without the Holy Spirit. You're you're doing life without the Holy Spirit. And he says, hey, you need the Holy Spirit. Wherever you're going to go, you need to go with the Holy Spirit. I wrote down next to that in my notes is I wrote down the word presence. You, You shouldn't go anywhere. You know what's going to cure the loneliness epidemic in our culture today, in our society? It's the, it's the Holy Spirit. I, I, I'm never alone. I, I never go anywhere by myself. Because I always have the Holy Spirit with me. Don't go anywhere without the Holy Spirit. You know sometimes when, that, when the keyboard player starts playing, you, you, you guys have been here before, you're like, I wish I could just have that keyboard player just walk around me everywhere I go. Because it's just something about what, it's just calming me, it calms my soul. Wouldn't that be awesome? But you know what I know what's even better than that? You have the Holy Spirit going with you everywhere you go. Quit trying to do life without him. Don't go anywhere without the Holy Spirit. This is, some, this is for some of you guys in here today that struggle with that whole verse that we read today about the honeycomb. Don't say anything without the Holy Spirit. You guys see where I'm going with this. I have said so many things without the power of the Holy Spirit. I told someone today, I don't want to preach messages unless the Holy Spirit shows up. I don't want to say this. I, I was telling down there yesterday, I said, I, I'm, I'm getting close to it. I think, I think I've got this one memorized. I think I've got this one memorized. I said, but I brought a little cheat sheet just in case. I've got this one memorized. Because I, it's really simple when you just read the Bible and just do what the Bible says to do. I'm not giving you guys stuff that's like rocket science. We shouldn't go anywhere without the Holy Spirit. We shouldn't say anything without the Holy Spirit. 
The Bible says this pastor scripture because guys, don't show up. I'm, I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you some peace. The peace comes with the Holy Spirit. His presence comes, and also peace comes with the Holy Spirit. Don't go anywhere and don't say anything without the Holy Spirit. I don't know why I can't talk to my wife nice because you haven't asked the Holy Spirit to speak through you. When I go to a restaurant, sometimes you got to ask the Holy Spirit to help you. You know what I'm saying? I was at a restaurant the other day, and I, I saw Joseph walk in, and he sat down. And I looked at him, and I said, it's kind of slow. It's kind of slow in here. He got up, and he said, I'll help him a little bit. <laughs> I'll help him. He's like, I'll be the Holy Spirit. you got to, you need the peace. The world is dying for a positive message. I'm in the car with my kids. They're listening to, hopefully it's like 90% Christian, 10% secular. But anyways, it's okay. There's a good balance. I like when the secular songs come on. And you're like, well, why would you like that, Pastor West? Because garbage in, garbage out. I get that. I'm totally down. I start preaching to them why the song is not biblical. Like in one day it's going to sit in. But I know one day they're going to make a choice to listen to what they're going to listen to. And I want to try to help them understand that they need God's word in their life the Holy Spirit in life to convict them, to lead them, to guide them, to direct them. Wait, because garbage in, garbage, garbage out. And I want what comes out of their mouth to be spirit-led. It ain't always spirit-led in our house with those kids. In our house, you could hear, it's time to do devotion. The next thing out of their mouth be like, you know, I hate my sister. Like, it just, it's like, it's not always Holy Spirit-led. <laughs> it's like, it's like a lot of Jesus, but there's still some carnality in my house. No, we need the Holy Spirit to show up. Don't go anywhere without the Holy Spirit. And don't say anything without the Holy Spirit. And then here's the third thing. Don't do anything without the Holy Spirit. Like this guy, he's so profound. Don't do anything without the Holy Spirit. Some of y'all are doing stuff you got no business doing. Because the Holy Spirit wouldn't go there. So you shouldn't go there either. I don't... Would you take the Holy Spirit everywhere you go? Would you, would you want the Holy Spirit listening to everything that you say? You're like, dang it, I shouldn't have came, I shouldn't have came today. <laughs> I just come to watch my daughter play guitar. You know, like, I just came because my friend said they were giving out free t-shirts. Like, I don't know why I came. I just came, I just came because I, I, I drove by. I thought, how in the world they got a church inside of a gymnasium? I don't know. But we shouldn't do anything without the Holy Spirit. So if we don't go anywhere without the Holy Spirit, that's the present. If we don't say anything on the Holy Spirit, that's His peace. If we don't do anything on the Holy Spirit, that's because we don't, we, if we go without the Holy Spirit, then we don't have the power. Some of y'all are, you're, 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 you're kind of weak. You're kind of weak. You're like, can he say that? <laughs> I don't know. The Holy Spirit, <laughs> don't say anything about the Holy Spirit. I don't know if that was Spirit-led or not. But we're kind of weak. We're doing stuff without the power of the Holy Spirit. Like, I can't do marriage well without the Holy Spirit. I can't do parenting well without the Holy Spirit. I can't lead this church without the Holy Spirit. We couldn't do one service without the Holy Spirit. We can't do two services without the Holy Spirit. I can't do nothing that I do, I can't do without the Holy Spirit. You don't, and trust me, you don't want me doing things without the Holy Spirit. You want that. I was talking to, um, I was talking to one of the guys in the parking lot today, and I was just saying, you know, I just... So many pastors are just being disqualified or thrown in the towel. The numbers in my, what I do, 
there, you'd be like, that's weird. And I think it's because there's a lot of people doing this thing without the Holy Spirit. Because you know what the Holy Spirit tells me? The Holy Spirit tells me things like, you need a break. The Holy Spirit tells me that. I'm not preaching next Sunday. I need a break. Then the Holy Spirit tells you those things. I'm going to be on that front row getting a word. I needed a word. I need a word next week. God already knew. He told me I was tired two weeks ago. The Holy Spirit tells you those kind of things. The Spirit tells me you got to wake up and we got to spend time together. Like, I, you know, one of the things I do at 5 a.m., like, that's like training ground for me. That's what it is. There's nothing significant about it. God's like, this is training ground. You need to, me and you, this is the training ground. I'm pretty, I'm pretty religious about working out. I like to go, I like to go five days a week. It's important to me because it's a, it's a, it's a moment for me to train my, it trains everything about my body. It keeps me disciplined, keeps my mind right. It helps me spiritually. I need that. I need all the disciplines you possibly could have for a person. I need all the disciplines. And it, for me, it, it's, it, it's training. It's training. I don't want to do anything without the Holy Spirit. So I wake up early and I pray and I read the Bible and I do the things that God knows that I, I need to do because I want to, I don't want to do anything. I think these guys are they're stepping out because they're doing this thing without the power of the Holy Spirit. I need Him to correct me, to guide me. I need Him to give me positive thoughts. I need Him to give me the right words to say. I need Him to give me the right things to do. I'm looking at things and I'm trying to do things to always try to do do more and reach more people and see more people saved and I want to do that but I got to make sure I'm doing what the Holy Spirit wants me to do and not what West Beecham wants to do I got a lot of what I think <laughs> I got a lot of things Dukes that I think are really good ideas <laughs> I think they're great ideas nobody else does but I do like these are great ideas and I don't want to do those ideas if God doesn't want me to do them because they will, lock, they will lack the power. They'll lack the power. I don't want, you. we need power. And today, in this society, there are more people walking around weak and they just need more power. That power comes from the Holy Spirit. And then lastly, I think this one's really basic. I, I just need you to know this in case you're here today visiting for the first time you have no idea. There is no Holy Spirit without salvation. It only comes with salvation. You know, you know how you, you, you join a, a gym and it comes with all these amenities. You don't get the Holy Spirit unless you have salvation. You, you need salvation. So today while your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, I want to give some of you, someone here an opportunity that doesn't have, that, that hasn't invited Christ to be their Savior. The Holy Spirit will not come. You won't be able to go and do and say without the Holy Spirit. And you'll never have the Holy Spirit without salvation. It's the first step to getting the Holy Spirit. It's the only step to get the Holy Spirit is to, to have salvation. So in this room today, if you came here today and you're like, I, I, if that Holy Spirit thing is going to help me say the right things and I'm going to do the right things and go to the right places, I, I want that. The Bible tells in this room here today, Romans chapter 3, verse 23, that all of you guys in this room today, including me, I'm the chiefest sinner probably. The Bible says that we're all sinners. Every single one of us are sinners. And because we've sinned, Romans 6, 23, the Bible says there's a penalty for your sin, for my sin. Romans chapter 6, verse 23, for the wage or the penalty of sin, it's death. We're supposed to die. A spiritual death and a physical death. It's complete separation from God. The penalty for salvation is complete separation from God. But the good news is that the tomb was not the end. The cross was not the end. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit 
wants to come into your life. And the only thing that happens is for you to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart and you can be saved. That's what it says, Romans chapter 10, verse 9. If you'll confess with your mouth and you'll believe in your heart, then you can have connection back with God again. You can have the Holy Spirit. So you can be the thing that God's called you to be. And you'll never be the thing that God's called you to be. You'll never do the thing that God's wanted you to do if you don't have salvation. And if you don't have salvation, then you don't have the Holy Spirit. And so you'll just be wandering. And I meet people every day. That's all they're doing. They're alive and they're awake, but they're just wandering. It's because they're missing the thing that God has put in their soul. It's a need for salvation. So if you're here today and you say, Wes, I want to I commit with my, I want to commit my Jesus. I want to I wanna confess in my mouth and believe in my heart. I, I want to be saved. This is your moment. Would you just tell Jesus right there in your seat, Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that I've done wrong. And whether you admit that you've done wrong or not, it doesn't matter. You've done wrong. We all have. I, I admit that I've done wrong, God. Then what you say is, Jesus, I believe that you died and you rose again for my sins. I believe that today. And then would you say to him, Jesus, I'm committing my life to you. I like this phrase. Would you say, Jesus, I'm going all in with you. I'm going all in with you, God. And would you say to him, Jesus, thanks for saving me. I needed that. Would you say to God right now, right, you're quiet and see, God, I feel completed right now. I, 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 feel the, I feel the Holy Spirit in my soul right now. I feel that. If you'd be bold, heads are bowed and your eyes closed. I wonder if anybody today would say, Wes, I prayed that prayer for the first time. And I, you just slip your hand up real quick. I just want to rejoice that you say, Pastor Wes, when you prayed that prayer, I'll pray with you. And just slip your hand up real quick. Anybody like that today say, I prayed that prayer for the first time. Anyone across the way? I received the Holy Spirit today. Salvation. Awesome. I want to invite you to stand to your feet. Everyone across the way to stand to your feet. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Hope Church, please feel free to visit us at hopewintergarden.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Winter Garden. We hope you have a blessed day.